Welcome to Inbound Agency Journey. This is the show where inbound agency leaders share the strategies, shortcomings, and successes they've experienced in their journey toward building their dream agency. Now, here are your hosts, Andrew and Gray. Welcome back to Inbound Agency Journey. I'm Gray, and Andrew and I have a special edition of Inbound Agency Journey here today. This is probably going to be a little bit quicker than most of our episodes, and the reason for that is this is going to go out on the Monday in between Christmas 2015 and New Year's 2016. Andrew, are you excited to, to dive into some special things here today? I love it, Graham. Ready to roll. All right, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you the quick outline because I'm Mr. Outline Guy. Um, Andrew and I just wanted to take a little bit here, and as we're wrapping up the year, it's just kind of a naturally – uh, retrospective, introspective time, a good opportunity to hopefully take some time and uh, look back on what 2015 looked like and what we're going to change and improve on in 2016. So um, in the spirit of doing that and sharing these holidays with you and just kind of sharing what we're learning and, and growing through um, right now, we want to walk through uh, just kind of going through what our highlights of 2015 looked like for our experience at Do Inbound and at our agency Guava Box. We'll talk a little bit about our resolutions. Uh, what does a resolution look like that we are taking into 2016 that we've learned from this past year? And then we'll wrap up. We'll talk about a new marketing hack or a tactic or an issue that we want to solve and figure out how to master in 2016. So we're going to share that with you guys. We would love to hear from you via email or Twitter or whatever you're comfortable with, uh, comments on the on the podcast, show notes, whatever it is. What are you, what was the biggest success of 2015 and what are you most looking forward to in 2016? Share that with us. We'd love to learn what you guys are going through and uh, just continue to embark on this journey together. So Andrew, having set the stage, other than telling people, Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas if you're in the UK or somewhere that doesn't say Merry Christmas. <laughs> and Happy New Year. Do they say that everywhere? Uh, I don't know. Send that other, your feedback as well. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> other than that, uh, anything else you want to hit on before we dive right in here? Dude, let's roll. Let's do this. All right, well, I'm kicking it to you first. Tell me about your highlights of 2015 for what we were up to. All right, so I'm going to group this on the Do Inbound side and on the Guava Box side. I'll start here with Do Inbound. I think the biggest highlight has been this podcast. This has been so much fun, and it was the beginning of last year or the beginning of 2015 that we first kind of kicked the tires on the podcasting idea. We started a podcast for Guava Box that just went on a quick nosedive. Um, what did we – we wound up what, releasing – temporarily releasing i think four episodes we recorded like 15 yeah and then we released four i think and they, then just said we they, didn't like it that much they sucked that's what we said <laughs> this is not good <laughs> this is not <laughs> they did. it was <laughs> bad but we learned a lot from it dude that's like and this like inbound agency journey was a fast turnaround from idea to launch we took the lessons we learned from that failed podcast and just said we need more structure we need more process tied to this thing 
And we cranked out our standard show format pretty fast and then reached out to our starter list and we were off to the races. And this has just opened up so many great relationships and it's allowed us to talk to people around the world and just build. But I mean, the relationships that we know about Gray is cool, but I know that there's someone listening to this thing right now who's listened to every episode that I've never had a chance to speak with. And I'm excited for the day that I can or that we'll be able to connect in real life in some way. But an audio format like this is just a great opportunity to connect with people all over the world. Um, it's a great way to build your uh, your message, your platform, and share value through a different channel. Uh, so I've really enjoyed just getting to know people, scaling up the podcast, bringing on all kinds of guests. I'm proud of it. Like We've got some of the top names in the agency space on the podcast here, and so I'm excited to see what the next year is going to hold. Um, so that's my highlight on the doing bound side. It's been fun hanging out here. The highlight on the guava box side, I think, I think it falls around client delight. Mm. This past mm-hmm. year, um, again, I'm really, really proud of the client work that we have done. Um, we, we've just seen a much greater level of engagement, a much greater level of satisfaction, from our clients. Um, I credit it to our team. I think you and Ben and I, like, I think us working with clients, we've got a lot of experience. We, and we learn quickly from our failures. And that, I think that's a, an aspect of our team that I'm proud of. Um, and then also like our process, like our process has really, really tightened down over the last 12 months, particularly because of do inbound. Like when, when you create a platform like this and you're trying to tell other agencies that they should document their processes and make everything repeatable so that they can scale their business. That's a a big gut check for you to make sure that you're following your own advice. You're eating your own dog food in that sense. So, but that's, it's been really, really cool to like work on client projects where clients are really, really happy through it and just applying the lessons that we've learned over communicating to clients, setting clear expectations in the sales process working with their teams, uh, a variety of team members, not just one isolated point of contact through the length of the engagement. All of those things kind of come into a head this year. That's That's been real cool, dude. Like we've been cranking this agency thing for a while and had some rough client experiences early on, but this past year has been fun. Yeah, man, I'm definitely with you. I was going to say that when you're talking about processes and stuff, I think a lot of that comes from you always learn stuff so much better when you're teaching it to other people. And from pretty much from the very beginning, maybe even before we actually formed the company Guava Box, process has been a big deal to us and this idea of standardizing how we do things and making sure that everybody does things consistently in the same way. And and not just that we document it and then I think people who struggle with that idea say, well, this stuff's all going to change, but that you're continuously improving those processes. Um, but but it's really gone to a whole nother level with the work that we're doing at Doom Inbound. And then we get the benefit of not just learning, here's what we've already come across and struggled through, but then we get asked questions by uh, folks who are customers right now or when you're uh, sharing the platform with somebody new for the first time. They say, well, here's a situation that we have. Have you guys run into this? And so that has helped us uh, know about problems before they come up that, that where we're directly facing them or just hear how other people have solved those problems. And that's been a big step up. And I think that a lot of that and the experience that we've had has culminated in some really successful projects on the guava box side. Yeah. So it's been good. I like it. Well, I'll share my highlights real quickly on the, I'm going to keep going with the guava box side just because we're already there. I think that uh, this is kind of piggybacking off of what you just said, but some of the COS projects, uh, HubSpot COS website projects 
that we have taken on and accomplished in 2015 have just been really exciting. There's been some really challenging, massive projects um, where we're doing stuff on the COS that you know, there's not an example out there, <clears throat> excuse me, to look at and say, here's how you do this on the COS. And there have been you know, times where we're running into building out, trying to build out things that haven't been built out on the COS before. And so I think I was talking with Ben about this not that long ago, and he was asking me, what what do you, what do you like better at this point, WordPress or HubSpot? Because those are the two platforms where, you know, ninety nine percent of the Guava Box work takes place. And I said at this point it's HubSpot. If you'd asked me that a couple of years ago before we had the new COS and all the strides that, that they've made there, that wouldn't be the answer. But at this point, it is the platform's coming off a long way. We're doing a ton with. Um, customizing post types and, and, you know, building out new functionality inside HubSpot, uh, whether that's building out a job post listing or case studies or, you know, repurposing the blog for all kinds of other things. Um, and then pulling that dynamic content in throughout all the site or, you know, there's a whole bunch of different things that, that we've run into and had having to merge multiple HubSpot portals together and getting creative with how you migrate blogs where you've got a ton of blogs from one from one portal into another portal when they're both on the HubSpot COS. Some of those uh, things that we've run into this year has been it's just been really fun. And, and what I was saying to Ben was, it's cool because we're we really are charting new ground. And WordPress, one of the huge benefits of WordPress is if you run into a problem, most likely somebody's run into it before, and there's probably at least a handful of solutions out there for that. And with HubSpot, it's not always like that. And I just enjoy that challenge. Um, but in terms of what I'm proud of on the Guava Box side, the way that those projects have gone, the way that we've kept, I think that one area that I personally and our whole team has improved a lot in is just keeping the client in the loop. I think that I underestimated that when we started this business, that even though you don't have something, I can't tell a client, hey, the project's done. And really, they may, there's no action required on their part. So I think early on, I thought if they don't need to do something, they probably just don't want to hear about it. And that's definitely not true. They, they yeah. always want to know what's going on. So going along with the delight thing, I think that that is an area of that process on the website project specifically that we've stepped up in a lot. Yeah, it's been a good experience so far. So on the do inbound side, I think that we made a decision – early in 2015 to um, to bring on Ryan and Ben to the Do Inbound team and spend a, a ton of time just investing in building out helpful content, improving the tool, um, and, and sharing it with new agencies. And the overall response has been, has been awesome. I think the highlight is just the general response to the platform. The number of folks and, you know, starting in 2013 when we first – uh, pitched this idea to a handful of agencies and people validated the need and the pain point that, that everyone was feeling. Um, and like the initial concept when we built out the first prototype of, of Doom Inbound, but just the overall response to um, the platform that we're providing to people and not, not necessarily the plat, like specifically the platform that we've built, but just that somebody's stepping up and trying to solve this need and give other people not just, hey, HubSpot says you should do this, but here's exactly how you do this and how you should run a campaign as an agency and all the tools that you need to manage that. So I think that has been the highlight for me. Dude, that's awesome. It's been cool just like 
getting getting into this agency community, knowing it so well from growing all the box, but just validating the pains and the frustrations that we experience growing. Like our journeys are so similar, and you can hear it through. That's the uniting thread between all these interviews is that everyone goes through ups and downs as they grow their their agency and as they try to build the business that they're shooting for. Uh, so there's just there's just a great value in bringing this crew together and trying to solve a problem that everyone here experiences. It's a special place, for sure. Okay, let's. Do you have anything else you want to add on highlights, or you want to jump into resolutions? No, we went high. Now let's go low. On well, I mean, unless learned isn't low, but yeah, I want to start thinking about resolutions. I want to sh- I want to put the emphasis for the resolution on something that needs to be fixed or something. That was not humming up to speed in 2015. What would be an area where we want to focus on improvement into 2016? So do you want to kick off or do you want me to roll with this? I will kick off. Mine is, this is specific mostly to me. I'm going to share this. Uh, I think that this applies to, um, to the way that we work together as a team overall. But this is something that definitely applies to me. I'm sharing this because this is just really what my what I want to improve on. But I'm also sharing this because I think that there are a lot of other – I know that there are a lot of other agency owners out there who struggle with this as well. And so one of my missions for 2016 is going to be to try and figure out how to solve this. And this, the problem that I'm referring to is being busy all the time or, or too busy and working what, probably way more hours than – are necessary and more hours than are necessarily effective. So between trying to trying to work on Doom and Bound and also trying to work with Guava Box, um, it just it feels like there's always a ton going on and jumping back and forth between a lot of different things. And one area that I think that we've improved on a lot is trying to batch our time and spending intentional time in this place and in that place. But there's just a lot of different little things that come up throughout the day as you're trying to um, trying to manage multiple things, multiple people, multiple projects. And um, I heard on Tim Ferriss's podcast recently, he had Derek Sivers on, and Derek said to me, being busy or busy implies that the person is out of control of their life. And they talked about it more about, well, how do you not be busy? And Derek was just saying – like if something's not an emphatic yes, if my initial response to do I want to do this thing, if that's not emphatically yes, then the answer is always no. And no becomes the default answer. And that's something um, – that's just an area that I need to continue to improve on and just saying no to things that um, either that weren't in the schedule and there's not room for in the schedule or that I'm not really enthusiastic about. So – Going into 2016, a goal personally is to be uh, more focused, efficient, and effective in the time that I have, and as a result of that, to work uh, to work less, to be less busy, and then have the freedom to say yes to the things that that really excite me and that I really want to pursue, both both personally and for the businesses. Yes, so, sir. and I think, yeah, I think that's just to kind of wrap up. That's that's my goal. I think that that in some ways also applies to the team as a whole because I think that as I become more focused and efficient, um, I think that that then impacts how other people have the ability to work with me and hopefully um, as we pursue that as the leaders of the organization, um, 
that becomes a big part of the culture here. Yeah, those are big, big ideas. And I think kind of the root of what you're getting at there is why a lot of people start businesses. Like they want to be able to have that ability to control what they're into and what they're up to. But then to actually take the next step and control your environment is the hard part. Like it's one, it's easy to create a job for yourself. It's hard to build a business that that operational structure supports what you want to do. And then internally, your internal operating structure supports what you say you want to do as well. Because a lot of times it's easy to go out there and just keep working or it's easy to go out there and just do activity um, versus actually doing the things that really, really matter. So I think that my resolution lines up with this a little bit. Um, mine is from, I want to be, my goal is to be more accountable in my time and in my commitment. So if I do give someone a yes and I do say I'll take point on something, being that guy who you can really rely on to follow, follow it through, I, by my base nature, I am very enthusiastic. I love to jump into things with both hands and both feet, but my follow through is lacking at times. And that is obviously that's detrimental to the team. That's detrimental to the business, but that is kind of on the whole an area where I want to get better at. I want to take control of my time by building out a clear structure of what's on my plate, what am I what are my core responsibilities that I need to make sure I'm crossing off this week and then what are the things that the extras that I want to bring onto the plate um a given week or a given quarter in order to uh move things forward. So that uh taking control of the calendar and being accountable to that calendar I think is like a one two on where I want to grow this this year, Gray. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think that the common theme is just the recognition that uh, personal development is really like that's what's going to fuel uh, anything that happens in the business and growing the business. So I think that um, I think that that is something that we all need to look look at and figure out. Not just what's the pain point, but also how do we go about solving that. So that's going to be part of the challenge for us. I'm looking forward to 2016. I'm optimistic and enthusiastic about it and uh, and would love to hear what, what you guys are looking forward to changing as we go into the new year. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's go into uh, kind of the third area here, which is what is the new or a new marketing hack or tactic that you'd like to master in this upcoming year? Andrew, I'll throw that over to you. Mm, this is hard. I've got my top three here are uh, – Conversion rate optimization, email marketing, and social ads. Those are, I mean, they're all just, they're all tools in the tool belt, the inbound marketer's tool belt here. But the value of all of those is to say, how do I, how do I make more of what I have, essentially? So if it's email marketing, how do I treat the context that I've earned better than I am right now? If it's conversion rate, it's how do I, how do I, get more out of the visits that I've already earned. And if it's social ads, it's how do I leverage my content to the next level to reach new audiences. So I think all three of those are very, very important for growth. And I think they're very important for our companies and the clients that we're going to work with this year. But if I had to pick one of those three, I think I would pick conversion rate optimization and just doing a better job of kind of um, just taking good care of that traffic of stewarding that traffic well, so I guess. The, so like right now on the, on the do inbound site, HubSpot says we get about a 2% conversion rate. 
the we get a lot of traffic to log into the portal to come to training products and stuff like that. So um, we we when you filter down through it, it's really around three to three and a half percent of the visits that are coming to the site are converting as leads. So I'd love to see that a heck of a lot higher at the end of 2016, and I'd like to kind of sharpen um, my ability to to do A/B testing to build out a CRO plan to go through the site and figure out how do we get more out of this? How do we align what we offer on the content side with the expectations that the the leads have or the prospects have as they're coming through so that we're providing the right content for them and we've got our uh, lead nurturing funnels set up and we've got all the information in place so that once they do become contacts, they're they're flowing through a system that really makes sense and we're following a solid inbound game plan through that process. So of those three, Graham, that would be my number one. Nice. I like how on classic answer where you ask for one, you get three and then kind of narrowed down to one. Um, I'm going to try and do the same thing, but I totally agree with you. Just the CRO. I think that that was a mini theme at inbound this year. More and more people recognizing, Hey, we spend all this work. What HubSpot teaches you to do is go blog a ton, go create a ton of, of content. And this is, this is not, HubSpot doesn't say it like this, but but a lot of people have applied it like this. Go blog a ton, create a ton of content, drive traffic, um, get leads with content offers. But there's not a ton of time that frequently goes into, at least from what, from my experience and what I've seen and heard talking with other agencies, there's not a ton of time that goes into how do we take your conversion rate from 3% and make that 4%. Um, and, and then not only that, but but how do you continue to nurture those people and conversion rate optimization? I think it's, I mean, it's commonly used for the top of the funnel for the conversion from, uh, from visitor to a lead. But I think going from there, how do we get more of those leads to become MQLs, SQLs, opportunities, customers, advocates, et cetera. So I think that there's, that extends an awfully long way. Yeah. Yeah. It works all the way down through and, I mean, if we're going to spend this much time and this much resources creating content, we've got to make sure that the content is paying off. And that means leads and leads need to become customers or else at the end of the day, it's just a hobby. So that's where I want to grow. Yeah. For me, I've got two different areas that that I would like to grow in. Um, I don't have solutions or a specific tactic for either one. One is um, looking at social and also publishing platforms and figuring out where I should be investing my time. I personally enjoy Twitter. Uh, I personally don't really like Facebook. So by default, I think we generally just go with what's easy rather than what's uh, the right thing to do. And I have not done a lot of uh, experimenting. So I don't do much on LinkedIn, rarely post anything on LinkedIn. Um, Use Twitter a lot. Haven't done anything with Instagram really. Um, with a lot of the other platforms that are out there, haven't published on Medium before. So I think spending some intentional time, maybe trying to uh, look at it either on a monthly or quarterly basis, and say, hey, for this quarter, I'm going to try and figure out how to crack the nut of LinkedIn or Medium and how to drive some kind of meaningful results um, for the business. And, and I, I guess I'm looking at this from a personal aspect as kind of a pilot program for then through the businesses, where is this going to go? I think a lot of this would be impacted by the business, but that's, that's one thing that I'm looking at. 
one fear that I have about that is if I if I don't know today what the very best platform is um, for like where I should be most effective. If I don't know that today, I go out and start in a couple of different places and then drop off the map. Is that a bad thing? And that's as you, you know, as soon as you verbalize that, you realize that that's a silly issue. Like if nobody, if the reason, the reason that you're leaving is probably that nobody really cared or not enough people cared. So why would you get upset if they, like they're not going to care that you're not there. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but, um, but that's just that's just one thing. The bigger issue, if I had to pick one, is I'm trying to think through. Uh, this isn't. I don't know if this is even. It's definitely related to marketing. I don't know how much of an impact this either. Well, I think this would have this would have a big impact. Uh, this relates to podcasting. So we've talked about this quite a bit before, but how we batch our podcasts and try and get a quarter at a time, or most of a quarter, uh, cranked out at a time. So twelve episodes. So, for example, last week, Lance Cummins from Nectify, his interview went out. But the reality is that that uh, had been sitting in the hopper for for quite a few weeks, um, ready to go out, which is awesome from a efficiency standpoint. When I can batch and record five or six interviews all on the same day um, or, or more or, you know, whatever that number is, you get in the flow. And as you get in the flow, things tend to go better and more efficiently more quickly so that um that's great from an efficiency standpoint now what we don't have there however is when lance and i are recording that in september october we're not thinking hey this is going out four days before christmas so there's not necessarily the sensitivity you know andrew when you and i record the recap we're obviously looking at the calendar when this is going to go out yeah um but there's not that – the downside to batching stuff and getting it done way in advance is there's not that sensitivity to what just happened or what's going on that week or the current uh, mood or conversation or whatever. So how do we incorporate that without losing the efficiency of of doing this and the, and the potential – you know, running the risk of the stress of, hey, I'm trying to record the week of and a podcast interview got bumped back because I had a change in schedule or someone else had a change in schedule. So that's something to throw out there. One one example that I I really like. Uh, obviously, we're big fans of what uh, Marcus and George are doing over at the Hubcast, and they record that on a week by week basis. And they include a lot of you know, there's tweets of the week, and there's uh, question of the week where someone has emailed with a question. And a lot of that, um, I think that's great from a consistent engagement perspective. I think that with the different things that we've got going on, it'd be hard to to produce four different weekly shows on a week by week basis, which we're you know, we're running four different weekly shows right now. Um so anyways that's I don't have a solution for that, but that is one uh one marketing thing, one marketing problem that I would like to hack or come up with a tactic for <laughs> in, in two thousand sixteen. That is awesome. Great. We covered a lot of ground here, man. It's gonna be a big year. Yeah. I'm excited about it, man. It's going to be great. Well, folks, we, like Grace said earlier, we are fired up to hear about you. Where do you guys want to go this next year? What big lessons have you learned? Reach out and say hi. We would love to hear from you, uh, hear a little bit about what you're up to at your agency. What are the big challenges that are seen in front of you this year? So you can hit either of us up on Twitter. Gray is at S. Gray McKenzie. I am at Andrew J. Demsky. We'd love to hear from you there. You can shoot us an email, uh, just gray at doinbound.com or andrew at doinbound.com. 
Folks, have a great end of 2015. And if you're listening to this at the beginning of 2016, we uh, hope your year is off to a fantastic start. Thank you for listening to Inbound Agency Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash podcast. Again, that's doinbound, all one word, dot com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe or leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.